Hey, thanks for my baby cigar. Mm, you're welcome. I like it. Yeah. Mm, mm. Tasty little treat. That's right. It's a good little treat. You know, we're, uh, we're recording this on tax day. Mm. And so, um, you know, I did my taxes. Not, well, you I did them? Out, or, well, hold on. You what? did them? Yeah. What you you did your taxes? The, yeah, they're done. Right. They're done. Already done. Yeah, Ready to you, but, filed and everything's accounted like, okay. for. And so, yeah. No, no. Do you have, because like, you, do this you is do the last day to do it. Yeah, you understand that, right? It's the last day to do it. What do you do? It's all, you know, we just do it all on the computer. You know, got programs. You and do stuff. it on the computer by yourself? Oh yeah, the computer is in use the whole time. Yeah, that's that's how it's done. What do you use? I think. Um, what do you? I don't, really, I don't. Well, I don't really pay attention to like exactly what software it is. I feel like it's like when uh, one's doing their taxes, they know what oh, software they're using. Yeah, well, you know, it's that's it's probably TurboTax. It's probably what it is. Well, TurboTax is good. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah. But why is it a probably rather than it is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. How Just, do you not know? You know, I don't. I don't. I don't keep track of that sort of thing. But you keep track of the taxes. But they are all accounted for. Yes. So you're kind of squirrely right now. <laughs> so Jen does our taxes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. And uh, she called and uh, or she texted me. She was like, "Hey." We don't know. Nice. Just going to get like 400 back. Nice. Boom. Nice and clean, easy. Boom. Nothing dramatic. Boom. And she's like, so uh, she, she goes, we're going to get 400 back. So I'm going to go get something for the kids. She's got to get something for one of the kids. She's like, I'm going to go do this and you can go get yourself some cigars. Nice. Like, hey, look at that. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So I had, I had a question for you. You, oh. you. you know those, you know those, uh, you see them on TikTok. Hey, hey, am I the jerk? And then they tell a story and somebody has to evaluate whether or not they're the jerk. Honestly, I have never seen it. Yeah, it's a good one. They're good. And then it's not don't ask, am I the jerk? They go, am I the blankety blank? Okay. You know, okay. am I that guy? All right. And then All they right. tell a story and then you got to decide whether they are. And I was thinking about that today because this happens every once in a while. Mm. You know, as, as you, we both have a lot of meetings that we got to go to both yep. in ministry and then for you yep. in your other vocation. Yep. Uh, pastors have a lot of meetings. And so I schedule meetings and, uh, if they're a no-show, at some point, mm -hmm. I've got to do something else, right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah, of course. So I wanted to ask you, mm. what do you do in a ministry context? Oh, ministry context. Yeah, ministry context. Uh, what do you do if you've scheduled a meeting? Mm -hmm. And by the way, if anybody's listening mm. and, you oh, have, oh. and you have not shown up for a meeting, I'm not mad. I'm not calling you out. I just I was thinking about this today. Mm. So, so Joey's mad. Go. Not mad. Joey's so, upset. Uh, listen, first of all, if something is canceled, am I ever, do I ever complain about anything being canceled? No. No, because it means, oh, I got more time. Yeah, That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's great. But there's a difference between something being canceled and <laughs> being stood up. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yes. But even so, mm -hmm. even so, well, here, and this is the thing. This is why I'm bringing it up. Because, All right, go. Okay, so yeah, canceled is great. No show. Now, now, do I wait that whole, like we've blocked an hour. Do I wait that whole hour and then do I move on? Or should I only wait a certain period of time and then redeem the rest of the time? Mm. You know, because um, I know what I do, and whether it's a phone call or an in-person meeting, I only wait so long and then I move on. I usually send a message or leave a message. Yep. Or a note. Yep. I go, hey, looks like you can't make it. No problem. Let's reschedule. Here's my number. Call me direct. I'm going to move on to other things so I'm not wasting the time. Mm. You know, I don't mean that as a dig. I'm just trying to explain, like, I'm moving on because I got people in the hospital, people are sick, people, uh, you know, have needs, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. prayer cloths to, to <laughs> mail out, whatever it is. So, so what do you do? What do you do? Like, let's say, oh, you've got, let's say you've got a coffee meeting yep. with uh, church member Karen. No, we have a Karen. No, no, yeah. Church member Ronnie. We don't have a Ronnie. 
There, I don't think. I don't believe no. there's a Ronnie. Ronaldo. We definitely don't have a Ronaldo. No Ronaldo. Okay. So you have a meeting with church member Ronaldo. Yep. Coffee. Yep. Three p.m. Yep. What time are you going to get there? Uh, well, I for will, you for me. Uh, two forty-five, two fifty. That's good. That's yeah. good. Get a little early. Get a table. Get a spot. Yep. All right. And uh, they're not there at three o five. What are you thinking at three o five? Uh, maybe they couldn't find parking. Yeah. Right. No big deal. Yeah. People are. I mean, we're not late, but people are late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it's like three ten, three fifteen. Ah, once you get to 310, <laughs> you're getting a text. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, you going to make it? Yep. Yeah. Hey. Uh, and then, maybe, I, maybe I miscommunicated or maybe we, maybe I misunderstood, you know, understand you know, the yeah, time. Yeah. Was it, yeah. No, 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 no blame. Just yep. asking, following yep. up. Yep. And then like 320. No, 315. I'm out. Yeah. 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 315. I'm like, hey, we're not going to have enough time for this. <laughs> I'll let's go ahead and reschedule. Hit me up when uh, uh, with a time that works best for you. Yeah. And I'll see if I can accommodate. Because everybody I know that's getting anything done has a ton to do. There's just yeah. a lot to do. And like, I don't, I'm not mad if somebody, I'm not even mad if they forget. Like, I'm like, whatever. I know some people get mad. I won't mention any names, Brian, but um, <laughs> I don't get mad. It's like people forget. I forget, you know? So it's like, whatever, but I got to move on. Yeah. And I, I, I feel better about well, it. Cause I, I don't, I don't do like past a half hour meeting. You're at 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like I don't do an hour meeting. I don't schedule hour meetings. Right. Right. So it's well because you know three to you're not a full time pastor yeah three to three forty five yeah that's it that's what you get that that's what you get because I still got to count you know uh, post review mm -hmm. and then moving on traveling to the next right so uh, so yeah I do I so like I had a phone call meeting one time and the guy was ten minutes late so I just sent a text said hey uh, I'm moving on I got to go um but uh, we'll we'll set it up again yep. And then they tried to call like a minute later. I'm like, no, I've already moved on. Like I'm, 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 I'm actually talking to somebody else now. It's too late. Um, or like today I had a meeting and, and now this, and this, this is the, the office is empty. I'm here, but like nobody else is in the building. Our mm -hmm. secretary or ministry assistant isn't here. And so, and she set this up. I usually set up my own meetings, but the person was talking to her and they were like, they just, they just set it up. Okay. Today, one o'clock, no show. And so I left a note on the door 20 minutes later. No, speaking of no show, you do your thing and I'm gonna go. Go. Okay. I like I like that you've already moved on from my story <laughs> in your own mind. You can't even be present. You can't even pay attention. Point is, they didn't show. I left a note. Moved on. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? Well, speaking of well, speaking of that, I just get an email from a uh, for those if you know you know it's called procurement representative uh, from Costco Wholesale. Okay. Saying hey. We had a last conversation and we talked about a few opportunities. I don't think we ever received anything back from you. Oh, I would never ghost Costco. No, yeah, I, I, I know that. You're you reading that to me means, oh, they screwed up. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> by the way, if people don't understand, the company, chemical packaging company yep, that Jimmy yep. runs, Costco is saying, hey, we've talked about us working together, but you didn't send us anything. Yeah. Because you know what I love to do? And I'm just going to say your name is Brian. You love not making money? I love not. Yeah, I that's love, your favorite. I, I like it when there's opportunities on the table and I go, white table clean. Yeah. Why would I want to make the company a profit when I could just- I, I like, don't even- Stay static. I don't even right understand this yeah. moment right now. What's that's happening funny. here? I love so it. So what's going to happen though, because I could see who else is on this email. Oh, this is a saving face email? Oh. So they're- this is a saving face email. Okay. So here's what happened here. Because they ghosted me before. Yeah. 
What I did, Joey, because we're doing through all this like innovation and automation and things right. like that. Mm -hmm. I began sending emails to people that ghosted me saying, hey, here's some updates about what we're doing and our new capabilities and our new capacities and all this. And here's some boiler, you know, boilerplate pricing. Yeah. That's the one he responded to. Ah. Uh. So he saw my new pricing and everything's like, hey, mm. hey, I think, yeah. what happened? Okay. Mm -hmm. mm, and I see the rest of the people that are on this email. Okay, Brian, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll say, hey, I must have lost it. Or so who knows? Uh, anyway, well, you, sorry. You know, you know, the, here's the thing. Some people, they're just never going to change. They're just never going to change. <clears throat> they're just never going to change. Wait, how did that, how did that just happen? So I, um. I was uh, on Sunday, Easter Sunday, mm -hmm. and you know Easter Sunday as 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 the as the preaching guy or as a guy that has to do a lot of the preaching. It's like um, you preach a lot of Easter's and listen, resurrection doesn't get old. Love preaching the resurrection, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you still want to present a different sermon each time. You don't want to preach the same sermon. You're going to preach the same resurrection of Jesus. Yep, but maybe different implications or applications, different texts, yep. things like yep. that. All good stuff there. And so this Easter was it was a great service. We had a bunch of visitors. Yeah, it was uh, it was really nice, and um, and all of our people were there. And honestly, I'm most excited about our people. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So um, I preached on the resurrection. But what I what I really wanted to do, and it was really more for me than anybody else, I guess. I wanted to show that you know we talk a lot about how the resurrection changes everything. You know, created order. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna bring about a different end. Mm -hmm, like you know, mm -hmm, all this mm -hmm. stuff changes everything. But I wanted to focus on how the resurrection changes us today in the now. And um, so, and and that was kind of framed in the context of a lot of Christians believe that God changes people, that he truly changes people, that we believe in the doctrine of sanctification. But a lot of us, a lot of us get to a point in our Christian lives when we think, okay, God has changed me, but this is as far he's, he's going to take it. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm 30 plus years deep following Jesus. This is about as good as I'm going to get. This is about <laughs> as sanctified as I'm going to get. God's not I going to. I have arrived. Yeah. No, no, no. No, it's discouraging. Oh. No, it's not. Oh, I thought you were going no. about it that other way of like. Nope. Look at me now. No, no. This is what I mean. A lot of Christians get to this point where they're, point where they're like, <sighs> I'm still struggling. I've still got a lot of the same sins in my life. Mm. And God has definitely changed me. You know, maybe, maybe I'm not doing drugs or sleeping around or whatever it is that I used to do. But this is probably as much as I'm going to be sanctified. And we sort of give up as if there's no more hope for change for us. And I've seen this in a lot of people. I've seen it in myself. Almost like, is God done changing me? Hmm. You know. So um, that was the context in which I put this message, not this message, but that message. And I thought, well, why don't, why don't we talk about this idea of how people actually change yeah. you know can people change because you really do see change in people in the world uh and you see it in the church and you see it at different levels and um and for as much as the world likes to say people don't change they you know, can't teach an old dog new tricks right and it's like okay and maybe and maybe that's that's the part of it right because like the world says well you know people don't change but their actions demonstrate that they don't actually believe that people don't change because people strive to be better. They, they, they strive to improve in certain ways. People, mm, they do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think by and large, people do think people can change in some ways, but then there are certain things they don't think can change. And then of course, there's a point where, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. A lot of people believe that. I'm wondering if part of it's like, people give themselves the benefit of the doubt, well, I can change. You can <laughs> oh, yeah. Forgive yeah. me for this, like I can change. 
but they won't change. That guy were there? That person, that nah, individual's man. not going to. He's always late. Always. There's no, <laughs> yeah. You didn't send me this thing. <laughs> but like, it just doesn't. I think we're a lot more gracious with ourselves. Yeah. Than we are with others. Yeah. And, and even if we are good with some others, there are always certain people that they can't change. Hmm. Like who are the people? America, universe, I mean, across the board, there, are, there is a certain person that Americans would je- all say that person will never change. Trump? <laughs> okay so there's a there's two now i'm thinking of. i don't mean an individual i mean a, a kind of individual there's a you know because the world knows like you know hey alcoholics can change mm, like yep, they, they yep. can live a sober life yeah um but what about those who abuse children america by and large says pedophiles don't change you can't fix them like I, I can't tell you how many people in law enforcement, uh, all, I mean, all kinds of people that I've talked to and then people that I've listened to, the, the common refrain that I hear is, well, they can't change. They will never change. And, you know, part of me wants to say, well, there's some truth in that, that they can't change their heart. Um, that doesn't mean that they can't be changed or that they can't experience change, but there, there are definitely people that a lot of us put into a certain category. We go, okay, they are the reprobate. We know we have the assurance of damnation here, not the assurance of salvation. And they are, are in that category. There's no hope for them. And as Christians, like we believe that God changes people. doesn't mean you don't suffer the consequences of your actions Mm. and you're still going to have to go to the electric chair or whatever. Like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. reap what you sow and all that. But um, we do think people can change. So why don't we talk about this in general, like big picture, we believe people can change, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, what are the levels at which people can change? I, Cause I, I tend to think about it in those, those two ways, right? As Christians, we talk about it in one way, but the world sees change and works for change in different ways. So, well, I, mean, I mean, just look at all like the self-help books, look at all the uh, gym memberships, look at like, all the you know seminars that are talking about how an individual can improve themselves, mm-hmm. white knuckling it, just this human improvement where they just push and push and push uh, to regain you know a level of discipline mm-hmm. that helps then spur on this change in their life. Yeah, so like people can lose weight. Yeah, they can get healthy. Like there's uh, you know people sometimes it's like it's 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 a physical kind of a discipline sometimes it's it's very mental emotional it's like oh i want to know i mean i'm ignorant and i want to learn i want to grow yep, yep, in study. this way and so you know people do that they can grow in their relationships you, you don't need the holy spirit to stop looking at porn or to stop you know being drunk you don't need the holy spirit for that now i mean in a sense i want to say we all need the holy spirit for all of that but i mean people do manage to break bad habits and to form good habits without the aid of the Holy Spirit. It happens all the time. So people can improve in some ways. They can change their lives. They can change um, their habits. But as Christians, we're not just talking about habit change or um, routine change. Yeah, we're, we, we are very interested in heart change in soul transformation and character development, things like that. Hmm. And that's a different thing. I, I think it's the difference between human improvement in a kind of a 
it's going to sound bad, but in a superficial way, that's, okay. that's probably the wrong word because I, I don't mean that there's no depth to it at all. all right. I just mean like you're changing your habits, you're changing, uh, you know, aspects of your life, but you as a person, uh, in your very soul and heart can't change yourself. That, that takes divine power. So there's human mm. improvement and then there's spiritual transformation. Mm. And even, even Christians are the ones, and that's what I was concerned about by and large was how many Christians believe in the doctrine of sanctification, but believe not that they've arrived, but that they've gone as far as they can go. You know what I mean? It's like kind of thinking I've hit that wall. Yeah. It's like, uh, or plateau, I guess. Is yeah. That the, is that the right analogy? But even like people who hit the wall and plateau, like people who talk like that and, and engage in, in activities, sports and, and exercise, those are things you can push through. Those are things, you know, you, oh, you plateau that for, for a time and you're going to get beyond it. I see people and I I, I admit I've, I've been there myself even recently. You know, I just I just don't. But am I ever going to change beyond this point? By the way, really good um, song. Am I ever going to change by Gary Sharon and his band before he joined Van Halen for that short stint? The band's name was Extreme, I believe. Yes, Extreme. Mm. Okay, so. Um, I love that you look at me like. Well, me 90s. Out here. It was 90s. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, I mean, I was really encouraged. Um, the previous week going through the, the, the passages that I went through mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's not like I'm going to learn a new doctrinal component to sanctification at this point. Right. Because those are, I think relatively clear, but it's like I relearned an application of it or maybe I learned a new application of it that I really needed to learn at a particular time, uh, which essentially is just that God's not done transforming his people which means god's not done transforming you mm. you're not done growing and just because you feel like you're not going to change or just because you've given up doesn't mean god has given up you know and i think i love that because you're saying like it's you know maybe learning something new or learning or relearning something right like i often find it's it's more of a it's a reaffirming of those doctrinal truths that we believe in mm -hmm. especially when we're talking about sanctification right when we yeah. talk about uh how sanctification is uh, a grace of God, yeah. right? It's that it's, it's, it's a, it's a mercy. It's a blessing. It's, it's, uh, it's an opportunity to be by the power of God, being able to, uh, be, you know, changing from mm. one degree of glory to the next, right? Like mm. being made more into his, in, into his image and likeness. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only done by his power. Yeah. It's, 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 it is the work of God. Like, I think we all agree on, hopefully we all agree on that. Like sanctification is the work of God. More specifically, it's God, the Holy Spirit working through his word mm -hmm. and the means of grace to progressively transform us, restoring the image of God or, you know, transforming us into the image of Christ. Yeah. So even saying there, right, how often do we neglect those means of grace in the work of sanct sanctification, right? How often do we sit there I would say and bemoan a lot, a lot, a lot percent, a lot percent, yeah. right? How often do I bemoan this lack of change or this lack of sanctification or this lack of, of, uh, whatever else. And yet I, if I take an inventory and this is, I'm speaking for me personally, yeah. I take an inventory, uh, in what ways am I neglecting the study of God's word? Yeah. In what ways am I neglecting, um, uh, 
community, mm-hmm. right? And having other brothers and sisters that are speaking into my life that are in, not just encouraging me, letting me know the things I want to hear, but actually uh, uh, edifying me, right? Yeah. Like actually sitting there challenging me and mm-hmm. calling me out in yeah. those areas of weakness, in those areas of deficiency. It's it's interesting because, you know, as pastors, we spend a lot of our time helping people with their doubts, helping people yeah. with their struggles. And so we say this kind of stuff to them, right? Like, you know, you... Your, your faith is cold. You feel distant from God. Yes. You're not changing. That's right. Okay. But you're, you're not seeking God in the word or in prayer. You're not in the fellowship of the saints. You're, you're not using or leveraging the means of grace. Right. So, so why, why are do you, you th- shocked? Yeah. I mean, like not only should you like understand like, well, that's a part of the problem, but, all, but also like you are, you, you want, you want things to be recovered. Then they, they don't just, spontaneously recover like yeah. god uses means yep yep and so we say this a lot to people and show them and try and give them steps and you know we encourage them we don't want to crush them and lead them but then you know i'm finding it like we got to talk to ourselves too mm-hmm. it's like we've got to mm-hmm. we've got to say like yeah there it it is god's grace and it is god's power but we have a role or roles to play in the process of sanctification it's not like justification that is unilaterally god's work uh regeneration unilaterally God's work, but in sanctification, it is the work of God to transform us, to actually change us at the deepest level so that we are being changed. And yet we are called to participate, to respond Yeah, that, you know, we put sin to death. We live under righteousness. You know, we're supposed to rest in God. We're supposed to believe, but we're all supposed to act and we're supposed Mm. to work. And I think when when people hear that, and I think people shy away from that because it almost sounds work based salvation. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, we look look at a passage like uh, where it talks about work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, we we skip over that part and we jump right into oh, for it is God, God who it. works yeah, in yeah, you, yeah. both the will and to work yeah. for His good pleasure. Right, uh, but there is still that that first section there. Mm-hmm. Work out your salvation, right with fear and trembling. Like there's that sense of as we're we're being sanctified, like this is a work, this is a toil, this is something that God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. And it is a a daily dying to oneself. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like you know you have to work that out. Okay, so what does it mean to die to myself? I mean, I'm telling you God's showing me stuff. Like visions? <sighs> what no, vision? That, I, look, I tell you what, visions would be way easier. Oh. Visions would be sweet, unless they're like filled with like blood and skulls. Well, that would be cool. And my point is, Man, um, you, you are like, one. <laughs> uh, no, like God, someone hurt you. Uh, he, yeah, maybe I don't know. No, <laughs> well, I, I didn't say anything. I just I, looked at you. I, I just hate oh, you so much. What happened? Stop. Because oh, here's the thing. Oh, you I, know my I, past. I know Joey's oh. past, and I hate you so much. <laughs> Anytime I had, I did experience some trauma that is not fun. Oh. And every once in a while, I just give Jimmy the look. Yeah. Just when he says something like that, and I'm like, oh yeah. I wonder what it I was hurt. Been. I wonder what it could have been. And Jimmy's like, oh, oh I hate you. Um, no, God, God's just been showing me, like, okay, you need to die to yourself. You know that. I know that. Goodness. Yeah. Like, come on, man. But what does it look like? Like, what does it actually yeah. look like? Yeah. You know? And so, and I don't want to get into it because it's real personal. It's too personal. But I was just having a conversation recently. And and I really, not have a conversation. I, it led to a conversation. But I was thinking, like, I need to be willing to to die to myself. And it's not even that the the way in which I need to die to myself is because those things are sinful, it's that I have to lay aside my own interests for oftentimes 
for the good of others or for the glory of mm. God in a particular situation. So even when we start to talk about that, like, wow, I need to change and I need God to change me, but what's, what's, where does it need to happen? Like, what is the, the issue or what are the issues that I need to particularly address in my working and in my striving? Yeah. And that's where that inventory and honesty and transparency, yeah. and then not just internally, but then even when we, uh, as we were mentioning before about the uh, grace of God in the midst of the means of grace with the fellowship of other believers. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, I, I am frequently encouraged and convicted by the people God has put around me. Yeah. They don't even have to know what's going on. They're no. just doing their thing. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just being the people of God. Yeah. And so there are people, you see them, especially, I'll tell you, man, there are some people, like I've been married coming up on 25 years. Um, and I look at people, they've been married longer than than, uh, than I've been married. And I look at them and I can see things that are just so admirable and so good and so healthy, mm. um, which, you know, which it's, which, which it's nice to see as a pastor, because oftentimes we're, we're dealing with the trauma and the drama. Yep. It's nice to yep. see the good stuff too. Yep. Yep. So I'm just always encouraged by that, by being around other people and knowing where, you know, the change needs to happen in me, because oftentimes, you know, God brings clarity to your own situation by showing you what needs to happen by bringing somebody else into your life where mm. it's happening there. And you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. Ah, this is it. There's one other thing that I was thinking about. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. What's wrong with your hand? Why are you moving it so much? Nah, I'm just jittery. Why are you so jittery? I'm just jittery. Oh, man, you're all like... Uh, I had like two cups of coffee and a up. tea today. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you work from home. I know, today I work from home. Mm -hmm. mm, too much coffee. Yeah. I had... Uh, well, you can see what I had. I had a giant Diet Coke because mm. I went to uh, kebabs. Yeah, I can see from the cup. I just got a beef skewer. Nice. And just a little pita bread thing, a little little piece of bread. I think their pork is the best. I don't do I don't do their pork. I like the pork one the pork. or the, 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 the shrimp. rotisserie. The shrimp's their very shrimp good. Shrimp is really good. Shrimp's really good. <laughs> or that rotisserie. Yeah. Oh, everything's good there and it's cheap. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. So I was going to say that um, the, I think the component that a lot of us struggle with is that sanctification takes time. Like uh, yeah. you don't experience like... <laughs> In, the, in all of the theories of evolution out there, uh, punctuated equilibrium was always uh, uh, sort of interesting and funny to me because- Yeah, yeah. Because, okay, what it means- yeah, yeah, For Steve you, McCoy. Okay, so in the theory of evolution- um, Which you subscribe to. I Go. do not. I do not. Subscribe. Personally, I, I do not, but I'm also not <laughs> freaked out by it. You're theistic I evolution. Not, I am a theist. I am not a theistic <laughs> evolutionist. Like Benjamin Warfield, uh, like Tim Keller. I'm not, I'm not like those guys. I'm, I'm a backwoods, backward Baptist. Mm. And so I, I believe God said it and he made it. But um, so, you know, we talk about this, this slow process of evolution taking millions and millions and millions of years, yeah. right? Yeah. Slow. And then, you know, because we didn't really find a lot of, uh, you know, transitionary fossils or, you know, intermediate fossils showing like, oh, here's the, here's what they looked like in between species, right? When they go from one species to the next. So then they started talking about punctuated equilibrium. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh yeah. So no, it'd be like millions of years. And then all of a sudden it would boom, come out full. Like, here we go. Like it happens really in a really short period of time. And uh, so that's a simplified way of talking about it. And this is, listen, this is what I got from my uh, college classes back in the day before I was at Moody. So, mm, mm. Um, but there is no punctuate, punctuated equilibrium in sanctification for us, right? I mean, you 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 may experience like, oh wow, um, like I I no longer did drugs the moment I was converted. Yeah, but okay, 
but I was still a wreck in so many other ways, right? It, it was a whole long process. Yeah, still insecure, defensive, didn't quite understand how to deal with people. No, I don't, not, first of all, I'm not defensive, so I don't know where you're getting at. Gosh, it's rude of you to even say that. How I'm dare not even you? defensive. I mean, I, I'm, at most, I'm somewhat argumentative at times when people don't understand, and when I feel people, like I have to explain things to, to them. Get it. Gosh, when I had this talk to dummy heads, um, did you? You weren't in second service, were you? You were, we were teaching the kids? No, I was teaching at Journey Kids. So, uh, so, <laughs> so I was talking, I was preaching, and I, and I get to Born Again, Nicodemus, right? Nice, New birth. nice. And so, you know, and I'm just, and I just write down John 3. That, that's my whole notes. It just says John 3. Nice. So I know I'm going to talk about Nicodemus yep. in that exchange. Perfect. So I'm riffing, and, and I, I try to break things down conversationally. Yep, yep. And so, you know, the, the, the context is, you know, Nicodemus is a highly educated religious man. You know, he comes to... Uh, he comes to Jesus at night, wants to talk shop, and Jesus doesn't isn't having it. He wants to, he cuts right down to it, and he, he doesn't tell him what to do this time. Usually, Jesus tells people what to do. Yeah, repent, yeah, believe, yeah. follow me. This time, he says you've got to experience something. You need to be born again. Until you're born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. You must be born again. Uh, and Nicodemus doesn't get it, and uh, and and Jesus barely explains it to him. You know, he basically says it's the spirit, bro. Like that, he doesn't he doesn't really do mm-hmm, much. Mm-hmm. And I, but I, I don't know, as an aside, I think I said, I said, you know, you would think Jesus would like take him by the hand and go, okay, come here, Nick, come here, Nick, a dummy. Let me explain <laughs> this to you. I, I don't know why it just, it just occurred. I could, oh, he might call him Nick a dummy. And, uh, first of all, I want you to know that's brilliant. Well, everybody laughed. Everybody laughed. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of left. And then I got like three texts, like Nick a dummy, best part. I'm like, okay, well that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not the part I want yeah, you to they remember. Lost, they, <laughs> they lost the plot. <laughs> I, I led them astray with a joke that I had not planned. All right, so time and patience. It takes time to to, to change. It yeah. takes time, and usually you don't even see the change happening until way after the fact. But but a big part of the sanctification is time and patience. You've got to learn patience. You've got to practice patience, and uh, it's it, it it's just not going to happen quick. And so, yeah. just I mean, I think resting in what God has said He will do, you know, trusting in God's word, and learning that things take time. If you've had kids. How many times oh. do you have to tell your kids something before it begins to sink in? How many times I'm, do you have to show them? Three times today. Yeah, right? It's like, and, and we get mad because they're not catching on quick enough. Like, where's the punctuated equilibrium here? Like, I want them to like snap <laughs> into it. And do I it. said it. Yeah. Now do it. Why can't they, like, why can't they do what I do? I'm, I'm almost 50. Why can't they do what I do? <laughs> because he's 10. And that's, you know. So, I mean, just by way of encouragement, mm. uh, why don't we just say... If you're in that place where you are feeling like, man, I'm not, I'm not changing. I think I've, I have definitely plateaued, and I think that now God's done with me. I think I, I can't. Nothing else is going to happen. As if God quits, or as if God, mm. you know, can't overcome your weaknesses. Um, he promises to sanctify us, right? Yeah. That He who began a good work in you will carry it to completion. All kinds of application for that, but it certainly works here god does change us you can change but uh real change the kind of change we're talking about spiritual transformation happens by god's power and grace as we rest in uh, in christ and work out our salvation with fear and trembling well we'd love to hear your thoughts you can follow us online on instagram and twitter at doc and devo or on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head to the website doctrine they can contact us you can sign up for the email blast of the store joefostore.com and grab some gear we got that fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. 
And we want to thank you, our All Access subscriber. This has been your Banter Truth on Tuesdays. You've got your weekday wisdom Monday through Friday. If you find this to be beneficial, please share it with those around you. Let them know they can head on over to drvotion.com slash all access and sign up today. Later. Thank you.